Folks, are we just guinea pigs for medical experiments? Stay tuned on Talk is Cheap as we take a look. Good evening, planet Earth and beyond. I'm Pete Hallblatt, and welcome to another great episode of Talk is Cheap. And with me, as always, is... Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, right? How's it going, Dano? Not too bad. I went and grabbed my cap here. I was like, I never wear a hat much anymore. Uh, It's a little hot in here to put the blazer on, so I figured we'd give this a shot and see how it runs over. you look spring summery, so that, I'm ready for it. I know that. I'm getting tired uh, of this crap. Hey, things are starting to green up here in Wisconsin. That's nice. It is. It's very, very nice. We'll be mowing lawns before you know it, Dano. Uh, yeah, that's one of the downfalls. But if we go to Arizona and look at oh, yeah, you'd just be spitting dust all the time, right? It's pretty dry down there. Cactuses and scorpions and stuff too. Wild right, women, wild, wild women, the ribbon and the terror. All right, all right. Uh, so, how goes it, Dano? How how are you making it through the apocalypse? We are uh, slowly but surely. We're gonna get through this. It yeah, can so- happen. Sounds like some things. But might I be actually, open. I actually don't mind the whole distancing thing because I'm an introvert, and I'm like I said, it's kind of business as usual for me, basically. Yeah. So not much has changed since last time we talked. <laughs> no, not at all. But you're, I see something changed for you in the background. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why, but there was a penguin over in the corner, so I, I taught it how to sit and stay. So hopefully they'll, they'll stay, he'll stay put and not peck at the back of my head. <laughs> Maybe so. I'll be nice about it. Yeah, right. Uh, so, uh, Dan, I want to go back to your introvert statement. You know, um, as I get older, I really, yeah, don't want to deal with people much anymore. So it's, you know, there's times it'd be nice to, to be able to go places like um, fire department meetings canceled, sportsman's club meetings canceled, that sort of stuff. Um, so, uh, but overall, I don't miss people all that much. So it's not, <laughs> it's not, not too bad. <laughs> no, not really. My name is Pete Hobleib. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so before we get started on your topic, your great topic today, we should probably there's a couple of videos we wanted yeah. to bring up and show some people. This is an interesting one here. This amateur uh, astronomer caught this with his telescope. Now these telescopes are getting better and better for these amateurs. You can really zoom in up on the moon. This is daylight footage for those who are listening. I'll just go ahead and mute the the volume here. But he gets right up on it. I mean, you can see like craters so good. That's impressive. Uh, let me skip ahead here a little bit. I thought it was I thought it was right away, but I guess it wasn't. Okay. But later on, as he's filming it, we get some UFOs that actually pass over the moon's surface. Oh. Whoa, that is super tight. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. There's shadows. Now, could this be some kind of CGI? Well, you just never know anymore, Dan. And it even has that heat gaze. Like, that's crazy stuff. It is, but God, you're absolutely right. You say CGI, you just can't believe where where'd this come from? Astronomer, some 
Canadian astronomer from ET Connections, they, ET Connections that have 759 subscribers. Oh, so you're saying, yeah, they're looking for, let's see what other videos they have here real quick. Yeah, I don't know. 759 subscribers doesn't seem like a lot. So that was K. That's no. a lot. No. I thought it was. Oh, no, you're right. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, we got 760 now. They, they picked up one since since we've been <laughs> since on we it. Looked at it. Did you just subscribe to that? No, I am not currently. 59 is the second ago, so. I don't know. Like I said, it yeah, take, yeah. take it what you will, folks. Watch, I thought it was kind of interesting. Let's watch it again, real quick. I want to see that one more time, Dan. If that if you still got it up there. Okay, so here's a here's a farther spot or uh, the the actual shot, and then there's a zoomed in shot of it. Oh, that second the the close up is actual zoomed in. So there it is. You oh, can see him down yeah, there. Yeah. Yep, I can. Seems like a pretty big shadow, doesn't it, on him? Yeah. Let's look at the shadows now and see if they seem representative of the size of the object. But... Well, we don't know how this big the object is. That's the issue. It's like that yeah, we don't well, know if we're comparing well, a that's car. That's the thing, too, and exactly how far it is off the surface. I mean, those craters are pretty big, so they'd have to be pretty big objects. Well, yeah, like I said, we could be all skeptical all day. It was just something I thought was worth yeah, a while yeah, showing. Yeah, no, that was interesting. It got me excited for a minute. So. And there, there's another video that's been circling on the internet too that I thought was really interesting because when we talk about like the cabal being arrested, all these high level people being arrested, you know, Pope is right up there. There's mm -hmm. one going around here saying that he, well, not saying you can see it, he disappears. He comes out of his, uh, for those listening, he's waving out of the window. They, they slow it down here and then when he turns around and goes back in it just he snap snap he's gone like it just pops out you know again with the cgi thing uh it's so hard to tell but yeah he just he literally just like it's not a, a poof or a thing it's just like yeah like blanks out now being in the whole you know playing around with that stuff i know i could easily make this what you would do is just shoot the Pope coming out waving and then keep the camera in the... He's obviously on a tripod anyway. Keep it in the same spot, film that, and then just mix the two together at a, a hard cut, and then you can make them disappear. So that's not even um, CGI. That's just film editing. I'm not saying that that happened. There's, there's a possibility that it could be um, what they're saying. You know, if, if you wanted to keep this... Uh, well, is there anything moving in the uh, around him that would have a hard cut, like you know, a, wa a flag waving or a bird flying or something? No, it's all just because it's all just zoomed right on the building, yeah, right? So it'd be really easy. No, to... Nothing, no trees waving or anything, and they cut it like immediately after he disappears. Too. Well, I think That's... this was like a an analyst one. It was just going around on the site, so I figured I would just show it. I should have looked it up more, but oh boy, um... oh boy, oh boy, that it is. It's just like gone, like a hard stop. So suspicious i but it's interesting I, to note hey if you wanted to keep looking like these people are still alive you could easily use the, a hologram but yep 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 and i think that if i were to have to bet between that and the alien the ufo video i'd have to lean toward the ufo video yeah i would i like the ufo one a lot better too yeah 
Yep, yep. Okay, so now uh, these past few weeks, by this is the last thing, I'll let you get to your article, Pete. While all this crap's been going on with the whole COVID-19 and, oh, my God, we're going to die here. Interesting <laughs> thing out <laughs> An interesting thing here is this report came out about Building 7. Now, while it's like the news, the title here says, while everyone was distracted by COVID-19, final report by UAF concluded WTC7 not destroyed by fires. Now, this was the University of Alaska Fairbanks. So they did a computer model. This was a four-year computer model that they did to analyze this collapse. And this is, I quote, our study found that the fires in WTC7 could not have caused the observed collapse, said Professor Leroy Hussley. Leroy Hussley, thank you. Hulsey. The study's principal investigator. The only way it could have fallen in the observed manner is by near failure of every column. Yeah, just like the other two buildings, too. Yeah, And it makes total sense. You watch the video. Remember, this one wasn't hit by a plane, folks. It just went down and collapsed. It somehow became engulfed in flames. (laughs) Uh, from debris from the building, but no other building around caught fire, and then just uh-huh. yeah, free fall collapsed. Uh, what order was it? Was it the first one to go or it's no? La- last one. Was it, it was the last one? Okay, I forget. It's been so damn. There's long, something but... there. Yeah, there should be. There is. You're absolutely right. So I thought that was interesting in the show, people. That again, that was funded by architects and engineer for 9/11 Truth. Those guys are. There's 3,000 architects that are saying this is on how these things fell so and dan i want to point out too that when when you first showed me the article i was like oh look check the date it's an april 1st publication date but um we kind of spent a few minutes spent some time rather you spent a lot more than a few minutes going back and looking through and uh yeah i think it's just really really poor release of that article released on april 1st i didn't see any any indication that it was indeed an April Fool's joke. So anybody out there watching, put it in the comments and let us know if we got duped. Right. Yeah, well, the, well, the links are in this article. You guys can actually go through and watch. I watched mm-hmm. the video too, the the guy talking about it, and he goes through it, shows the models. Like if this column was out, this is what would have happened to the building. But it took all these columns to go before it would the the like the penthouse there on WTC seven when it collapsed the way it did. This, those certain columns on all those. Uh, areas had to go before it was going to fall like that. So very yeah, interesting. Yeah, had to go at the same time, right? So, yeah. I mean, you know. if, you, if it was like, that's another thing too. When they ran some other ones, it was like, oh, you know, you just get a little collapsing like this way, you know, half the building. And it's like, that's not the way it fell. Yeah, Again, I've so. seen buildings collapse due to fire before, not like skyscrapers or anything, but other buildings, and they don't really ever do that, so. Well, yeah, you wood. Know. They don't have steel frames in there. Yeah, I guess, but you'd still think that wood would weaken up. They got nails and screws, right? <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, pretty interesting, though. Uh, I never bought into nine uh, eleven being legit from the get-go. So, all right, um, Dan, this one's a little disturbing, and I'm going to apologize up front. I know that you kind of already gave me some crap about it, but uh, not a lot of photos, videos to go th- with this one. I have a tendency to do that with my topics for some reason. I'll try to get better at that because I know people like to look at stuff. So you're stuck yeah, staring. You're at least stuck staring at me and whatever Dano can do in post. Uh, you know, he'll catch some of the stuff in editing. So do a good job, Dan. Oh, yeah. Thumbs up. Dano, what I'm talking about is uh, medical experiments on 
in the United States, on people in the United States. Now, when I first started looking into this, uh, I really had to kind of cut and hack and limit <laughs> the scope of this because, for one, if you're gonna if you're gonna do global, we're gonna be here for days talking about global. Um, and I even went further, and I only started talking about ethical medical experiments in the U.S. after 1900. Okay, I kind of said, well, before 1800, we're just gonna ignore that. We're gonna talk about after 1900, and. It, and I quit halfway through because I got tired of jotting down notes and typing up notes for it. So um, for over a century, possibly centuries, um, the U.S. government and, and the United States with numerous health and educational institutions, so we've got hospitals, we've got colleges, they've conducted experiments on uh, people, on populations without their knowledge, without their consent, completely clueless people. Um, some of these experiments included uh, surgical experiments, uh, disease, bi biological warfare experiments, uh, radiation, um, psychological and torture experiments. People like us, Dan, the average population in the United States, um, disproportionately prisoners, disproportionately minorities, and dis disproportionately children. But still, no one is really, you know, uh, immune to this type of stuff. Um, and I guess without further ado, I'm just going to go in. I'm going to start reading some of this stuff. Well, um, our lives don't matter, so why would they care, right? Yeah, yeah, right. They they don't care, Dan. That's the whole point. Is they just they don't care, and we are. I don't know how many times I've said this, but we are a different class of human to them. We are there as ants, as worker bees, whatever you want to look at it. We're expendable. We're pawns, right? So, Dan, before I begin, I want to talk a little bit about what happened before 1900. I'm not going to go case by case, but I just wanted to kind of recap. Um, obviously, they experimented a lot on slaves, which I can't even imagine how horrible just that whole scene was. It's just it blows my mind to even think about that we could get there as a human race. Uh, spinal taps came up a lot when you looked at that. Um, and then uh, STD experiments, syphilis and gonorrhea. So great. Uh, Pre-1900, um, you were exposed to those type of experiments from the government. Um, so moving chronologically along, I'm going to start 1906. Uh, Professor Richard Strong, Harvard, no less. You may have heard of that before, Dan. Have you heard of Harvard? I think Harvard once. University. Yeah, once maybe in a conversation. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, he in, uh, affected 29 Filipino prisoners with cholera to study the effects of cholera. 1908, Dan, uh, researchers in Philadelphia infected dozen, dozens of children with tuberculin at St. Vincent's House Orphanage. It caused permanent blindness with them. Again, uh, to, to study the effects of the disease. Um, in their write-up stand, they referred to these children as material used. So they were nothing more than material. Material? Oh, my yeah, God. Material used, yep. Yeah, that's a way uh, to dehumanize uh, people, I guess. Yeah, right? That's how, you can, that's how you can do it. They're, they're not humans. They're things you use. They're, you know... Um, 1909, F.C. Knowles infected a couple children in an orphanage, um, causing wart-like growths. Who wanted to study uh, this thing called uh, molluscum contagiosum. Contagiosum. I, some medical person over there is going to laugh at me for how I pronounce that. 1911, Dan. Uh, Dr. Hideo Noguchi of the Rockefeller Institute. Mm -hmm. Ever heard of the Rockefellers? Maybe? 
Yeah, right, Absolutely. right. Absolutely. The Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research injected 146 hospital patients with syphilis to mm. study the disease. Okay. Oh, it's so for the go- good of the people, though. You know, they care so much about the people. Oh yeah, you know, and there's a there's a philosophical approach to that, Dan. That you know, yeah, oh, you make an omelet, you break a few eggs, right? So, uh, anyway, um, ugh, you go in for your appendix out, you come out with syphilis. That uh, that's the thing you don't know. You you have no idea what they're putting in these things half the time. You know, are they gonna shoot you with something that's well, that's what gonna that's, kill you. Yeah, you don't know uh, when it's going to have some cocktail in it that they just want to study and see what happens, right? Um, 1913 to 1951. That's 38 years, Dan, if you're keeping track. Dr. Leo Stanley performed experiments on hundreds of prisoners at at San Quentin Prison. Uh, Testicular uh, implants, forced sterilizations. Uh, he felt that this would help uh, his studies would help rejuvenate old men, control co- crime, and prevent the unfit from reproducing. Basically, a little bit of longevity and eugenics all rolled into one, right? Um, unfortunately, Dr. Leo Stanley uh, um, didn't find the fountain of youth. He needed to go to the young kids, not the old kids, apparently, if you're into the adrenochrome thing. Uh, right? Uh, exactly. So that was, um, what did I say, 38 years this was done. A lifetime for many people. Uh, 1932 to 1972, 40 years, the Tuskegee, Tuskegee syphilis experiment. More syphilis, man. They really focus on these STDs, Dan. Must be a, must be a problem with uh, the elite and the rich back in the day. Um, so anyway, conducted in Tuskegee, Alabama by the U.S. Public Health Service. Close to 400 poor black men who had syphilis told they were being treated when, in fact, they were not being treated, uh, but they were being rather st- – they, they were studied to watch the progression of the disease. Oh, Jesus. They lied to about their condition. They were, uh, n- they were lied to about their treatment. And they were not given treatment. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this one actually, I believe, under the Clinton administration, uh, went to court and lost, and a bunch of uh, government money went to pay the descendants of the victims, or the victims themselves, if they were still around. Um, so in 1941, University of Michigan, go U of M, uh, Thomas Francis and Jonas Salk. If you're familiar with Jonas Salk, he invented the polio vaccine. Uh, they infected patients at multiple Michigan mental hospitals with the flu. 1941, okay, we're out fighting the Nazis, okay? And back in America, we've got doctors injecting people with the flu in mental hospitals to study it. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm going to pause for a second there. 1941, uh, Dr. William C. Black uh, infected a one-year-old baby with herpes to study it. Early 1940s, the Department of Medicine at the University of Chicago, along with the U.S. Army and State Department. Okay, so now you've got the U.S. Army and State Department working with our universities. Uh, They conducted malaria studies on prisoners at the Stateville Penitentiary. Uh, And actually, I referred to fighting the Nazis. Um, The Nazis actually used this during the Nuremberg trials where we were holding their like generals and their officers for crimes against humanity. They cited this study as part of their defense and saying that it's all right because um, 
these, you know, they did some wicked experiments in Nazi Germany on prisoners too. You know, um, I, I remember doing a study on hypothermia and stuff and the Nazis did a lot of studies, but you know what? They pointed back into our backyard. So look what you guys are doing to your people. Um, so anyway, this was in the 1940s. Um, they're conducting this malaria study. Oh, uh, by the way, it went on for more than 29 years total. So they kept doing it. Hmm. Um, I guess you just don't want to get put in pr prison and because they're going to study you like that. Operation Green Run, okay? So this is uh, the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission released radioactive iodine and xenon into the at atmosphere over three towns in Washington, again, to study the effects, right? Sounds a little bit like chemtrails to me. Yeah, right. Release they were it up there, see what happens. 1949, Dan, they were doing that. How many years? 60, 70. Is that 71 years ago already? Got to stay ahead of that curve, you know. Oh, exactly. All right. I'm going to just take a pause and breath, take a breath and gather myself because I was, as when I was typing it up, I wasn't going through them as quick. And as I go through them one after another, it gets me kind of fired up. So I got to just kind of settle down <laughs> a little bit here. Okay. Uh, does that help? Yeah, it does actually. It's it's a nice release. It uh, <laughs> good, good frequency, good vibration there. Okay. Uh, all right. Nineteen fifty, Dano. The U.S. Navy uh, sprayed. Oh my God! Some crap. Uh, <laughs> I like that technical term. Yeah, it's a technical term. It's it's a term that I use when I can't pronounce it. Uh, Sriracha. Marcusons over San Francisco, known as Operation Sea Spray. So we had Operation Green Green Run. Uh, so that was the radiation experiment um, uh, going on. And Green Run is what is usually the first one. So maybe that's when they first started doing their radiation experiments. So uh, just the next year, we had um, uh, Operation Sea Spray. Citizens over San Francisco contracted pneumonia-like symptoms. And at least one person died. Uh, coincidentally enough, in 1981, a lawsuit uh, ruled in favor of the U.S. government, and they continued these tests until 1969. What the hell? Right? So the government got behind it and said, too bad, we're going to test on you. So the government's blessed this. The courts have blessed this type of testing. They're probably a little disappointed that not more people died. Yeah, right? You're absolutely, you're probably right. They're like, oh, well, that one didn't work. Back to the drawing board and, and do something else. Dr. Joseph Stokes of the University of Philadelphia uh, infected 200 female prisoners with hepatitis. Yay. Uh, uh, beginning in the 1950s through 1972, mentally disabled kids in Staten Island, New York, were given he hepatitis to research a vaccine. So we've got... Because uh, it's for the good of everybody, why not, right? So, so this one doctor started with female prisoners, and then another one said, hey, let's do the kids, too, while we're at it. You know, it's all East Coast stuff. So, um, again, trying to study the cure for diseases. They're just going to turn it loose uh, on sections of society and see what happens. Um, 1952, Chester Seldom, um, Ohio State Penitentiary, injected prisoners with cancer cells. 1953, Frank Olson, oh, this is a good one, died from a fall from a hotel after being dosed 
with LSD by the CIA. Now, allegedly, this was nine days after he was dosed with LSD. But what program do we know, Dano, where they dosed uh, people with LSD to study their effects? None other than MKUltra. Okay, so here we got MKUltra peeking its head out of the, 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 the woods here for us. 1953 again, uh, the Atomic Energy Commission. Okay, so this is uh, uh, four years after Operation Green Run. Um, the uh, University of Iowa exposed pregnant women to iodine-131, that's that radioactive iodine again, to study the effects of aborted fetuses. Here's the kicker. They also gave it to newborns that were under 36 hours old, 36 hours. So they're giving pregnant women and newborn babies doses of radiation to study the effect. University of Iowa, that, that was going on. Okay. 1954, Operation Big Itch. Okay. Uh, series of tests where they released fleas all over the U.S. to study their dispersal, their survival rates, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Okay, he thought it was weird releasing fleas. Uh, 1955, Operation Big Buzz, where they released mosquitoes over Georgia to check their dispersion, their survival rates, etc. They claimed that they were not infected with anything, but whatever. Were these, still- like, uh, how were these cases known to the public? Did they just tell them in the newspaper? Was this like Freedom of Information Act requests? Uh, a lot of it's uh, FOA stuff, FOI stuff, excuse me. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, there's uh, lawsuits and court rulings and things like that that usually come out decades later. Like I know specifically uh, for that syphilis, uh, syphilis experiment in Tuskegee, Alabama, that that one went to the Supreme Court and it was big news at the time under the Clinton administration that they ruled in favor and that they had been, you know, there had been lawsuits filed and filed and finally that one of the courts took it and then found against the U.S. government. Uh, I can't remember, $400 million they paid out, maybe more, if memory serves me. That was a while ago. Yeah, I guess. Good for them. So, but seriously, Dan, uh, pick any one of these things I'm talking about. Just do your DuckDuckGo or Google search. Google's open now, right? Use Google. Um, and you're going to find loads of information. 1955, we talked about Operation Big Buzz. Oh, U.S. government also did two more tests with uh, insects, Operation Dropkick and Operation Mayday. Uh, so they liked their bugs for a while there. Uh, jumping ahead, 1963, Dano. Uh, Chester Southam added again. Remember Chester Southam? He was the guy. I've got it over here. Uh, he was the one that injected the live cancer cells into prisoners at o- Ohio State Pen- Penitentiary. So, and that was in 1952. This is 11 years later. Chester Southam injected 22 patients at the Jewish Chronic Disease Hospital in Brooklyn with live cancer cells. So, you know, I guess he upgraded, man. He went from Ohio to New York. That, that, that's up up the chain, right? Uh, and, oh, special note on the side. In 1965, Chester was elected vice president of the American Cancer Society. What's the matter? Oh, boy. <laughs> I know. Explain that, Dan. Arnold, you got to do your homework, man. So anyway, this guy does horrible, horrible things to people and then gets elected vice president of the American Cancer Society. Usually how it works. Send them your money, Dan. They'll find the cure. They'll find the cure. Um, 1963 to 1969 Project Shipboard Hazard and Defense, the U.S. Army sprayed multiple U.S. ships with biological and chemical warfare agents. Take Basically, hey, we've got some soldiers on a ship. Let's spray them. Obviously, these soldiers... 
uh, had no knowledge. They had no consent that they were doing it. Um, it was just part of their duty, right, as a patriot to get sprayed by uh, chemical and biological weapons to, see, to affect the study or to uh, study the effects of it. Uh, 1966, the U.S. Army released uh, Bacillus glob to uh, more crap into the tunnel of the New York subway system. Uh, and later they did the same thing to the Chicago subway system. So they're releasing these, uh, th this bacteria, these bugs, these viruses out into the public to study the effects. They wanted to see what would happen if uh, we had a terror attack in our subways. So they release something that'll make you a little sick, track it in the hospitals and say, oh, that was, that's about you know the effect that we'll see. This one's kind of interesting because I wonder how much they used because would they have to take like a whole – like gas truck and pump it down into the sewer you know people could see these things sitting on the street but i suppose they wouldn't really know or say anything yeah or you know hard telling do they want a quick exposure like if they're simulating let's say uh, an anthrax bomb or something there'll be just one you know you put one 20 pound tank under one section of the subway and just let it go and and see what happens i don't know uh i have to ask somebody in the government Maybe our governor knows how that works. Um, anyway, I was being facetious. Uh, it's okay. All happening. Okay. Um, and I want another special note here. There were way too many radiation experiments to list that I just stopped. <laughs> uh, they went on and they went on and they went on. I bet you I covered about a third of what I was finding. I just, like I said, it was how many more radiation experiments you want to talk about? Um, there's, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there's uh, psychological and torture experiments. Project Chatter dealt with truth serums. Uh, Project Bluebird, eventually known as Project Artichoke, uh, involved LSD and other drug dosing. Here's a, an interesting quote from a, a memo dated 1952. Can we get control of an individual to the point where he will do our bidding against his will and even against fundamental laws of nature such as self-preservation? So memos being handed back and forth within these pro projects sounds an awful lot like the Manchurian candidate, right? Where they you know, do something to you, they give you a trigger, and then you go do something awful. Um, so Project Bluebird, Project Artich Artichoke, uh, working with drugs and stuff to to do that. It's probably an offshoot of MKUltra, I'm sure. Um, technically, uh, MKUltra began in 1953. So I think that quite possibly this Project Bluebird, Project Artichoke uh, just morphed into MKUltra and moved on from there. Um, again, way too many lists. Oh, man, there was uh, – uh, Another another one we talked about, you know, force giving kids psychological torture until they stuttered, so they could study the, uh, you know, how stutters develop, thinking that they could put these kids through horrific things, and hey, they developed a stutter, yay! Now we get to study them. So, a lot of people are going to say, wait a minute, you know, this was all years ago, you know, 1966. What? Remember, Dan, it takes decades for these things to become public knowledge and released. Okay, um, after certain statute statute of limitations are met um you know even just public and social acceptance changes that we don't might not think it's that big of a deal anymore so uh here's an interesting thing that you may have heard about in august 2010 okay 10 years ago the u.s weapons manufacturer raytheon have you heard of raytheon before dano i have once yes they get mentioned in some pretty <laughs> nasty stuff and i think when i mention 
And when I talk about this, you're going to pick up what it, what it is, and you'll know exactly where they came from. Uh, so Raytheon announced they partnered with a jail in uh, Castaic, California, to use prisoners. Okay, so uh, U.S. weapons manufacturer goes to a prison and says, hey, can we use your, your prisoners for some testing? Uh, and they're testing its active denial system. Remember the heat beam? Oh, yeah, this is the... Um... Oh, what the hell was it called? The uh, yeah, the light, the L the uh, L rad, L rad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's the pain ray, right? Where they can point this thing at you, hit you with a basically a microwave, and make your whole body burn. Yep. You know, I've seen videos on that. August 2010, ten years ago. Dano, this stuff's still going on. It's terrifying, man. Um, I I cannot help but think that. This 5G, with everything that's going on with 5G, with the lax testing and studies done on that, and and the fast tracking of the, the um, you know the approval of of installing these all over. Um, I have a Facebook friend who said one of these went up. He's not feeling well. He's getting headaches. He's feeling sick, and he like takes pictures of it. It's outside his apartment. Wait, where is he at? Generally, uh, uh, California area. Okay. So West yeah, I, was, I don't. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about the 5G thing. So how? close would you say it is to him uh within several hundred yards uh tower went up and he's, he lives in an urban area and uh one of these uh i don't know broadcast receive whatever you call them it's not technically a tower because it's not like freestanding it's attached to a building but anyway um so because anyway, i've yeah, seen he, stuff reports you know even with the like the regular cell towers with the like whatever 4g being on top of apartment buildings where people break out they get rashes but that you know that's kind of got to be right on top of you but now with this 5g it can be farther away yeah a little further away and there's um, reports too that people say that you know trump has put in a good wave 5g around here but i guess if that's what's happening to him that's proof positive that's not well not proof positive but proof that it's not mm-hmm. yeah and i dan this was just the united states right imagine what other countries are working on i can't help but think that you know this current situation we're in there's a a possibility it was deliberate by a country, whatever country it is, to study the effects of it. You know, maybe they got some big, you know, really deadly one in the in the in the wings waiting to go out. You know, who knows? Of course, nobody's going to ever admit or say that uh, this was some country or some entity uh, doing a study on us. But you know, you wonder they're releasing crap like this uh, on purpose all the time in places. Maybe this one just got away from somebody. Right. Yeah. They care so much. Yeah, they don't. They don't at all. So, folks, um, sorry for the lack of the eye candy tonight. Um, you're stuck staring at me, and like I said, whatever the best job Dano can do in the on the back end of this. But, uh, folks, um, you know, I I hate to say it, but we're, we 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 have to kind of wake up and and be aware of what's going on here. This is so many elements. You've got, uh, you know, completely corrupt people. They're they're treating us like cattle. Um, People wake up, fight the fight, do what's right, okay? And let's get out there and make some make some change. For sure. Yeah, when you hear about all this stuff, it's like, oh my god, what are what aren't they telling you? Yeah. Yeah, this is the Dan, this is the stuff that people can find, man, you know, and and with some internet looking, some uh, Freedom of Information Act requests, get 
this is what the government right here is is admitting to imagine what they're what we don't know about what they're what they're not telling us it's yeah, it's exactly. scary so uh we, we we can't wait for this change to come quick enough can we dan that's right yeah. Every, everybody's ready for a change yep maybe with a little luck this uh we'll have to wait to air this show because we'll be three days and no internet <laughs> that's all right with me bring it on and that happens man day two i'm grabbing the the case of beer and a grill and coming out to your place we're gonna hang out a little bit <laughs> sounds good as long as I don't got to work, I probably still have to work. <laughs> yeah, you got some vacation days. You can take some time off, I'm sure. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I probably would. Yep. All right. See you guys later. Yeah, have a good, have a good one. one. And, uh, comment, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll see you in the uh, next couple weeks. I'm going to cover uh, the, what the hell was it called? The, uh, uh, the Battle of L.A., man. Yeah, Battle of L.A. is coming up, so stay tuned for that. Very, very good stuff. All right, later, folks.